أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واستبق الباب وقدت قميصه من دبر وألف يا سيدها لدى الباب قالت ما جزاء جزاء من أراد بأهلك سوءا إلا أن يسجن أو عذاب أليم صدق الله العظيم The incident of Sayyidina Yusuf was being discussed and the point where he was now trapped in the home of Zulaikha and she very blatantly invited him towards sin. The Quran Sharif describes this and mentions this in the words وَلَقَدْ هَمَّتْ بِهِ وَهَمَّ بِهَا لَوْلَا أَرْرَآ بُرْحَانَ رَبِّهِ كذلك لنصرف عنه السوء والفحشاء إنه من عبادنا المخلصين Allah says that she had a firm resolve to commit this sin and as a human being a pass, pass, passing thought crossed the mind of Yusuf والسلام, but, but he's being the Nabi of Allah Allah says that we then turned away the sin from him. The wording of the Quran Sharif, nothing is just coincidental by chance, just happened uh, without any significance. The very wording of the Quran Sharif gives many, many deep meanings. Allah Ta'ala didn't say that we turned, his, turned, his, turned him away from the sin. Because he was masoom, he was sinless. Yes, yes. There was no point or no, no chance that he would get involved in sin. But the sin that was trying to creep towards him, Allah Ta'ala moved that away too. So there was no issue about him ever getting, him ever getting, him ever getting caught up, caught up in a sin. But that sin, which was, that sin which was creeping in his direction, Allah Ta'ala says we moved that away. إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُخْلَصِينَ That he was among our chosen servants. In one of the Qirats, the Sabah Qirat, one Qirat, one Qirat is Innahu min ibadina al-mukhlisin. Mukhlisin, our sincere servants. So obviously the sincerity of the Anbiya Ali Musalaam, that is at a peak. Who can even imagine coming even a fraction close to that? But the lesson in there is, nevertheless, that when a person is a sincere servant of Allah Ta'ala, Abd Mukhlis. He is a sincere servant and slave of Allah Ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala will make ways out for him. And this is clear from another ayat of the Quran Sharif. The one who will adopt taqwa and the fear of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala will grant him a solution out of every difficulty. difficulty, difficulty. Allah Ta'ala will grant him a solution out of every problem, every difficulty Allah will grant him a solution so that same taqwa this ikhlas becoming the abd mukhlis becoming a sincere slave of Allah Ta'ala that is another uh, description of taqwa so when a person has adopted taqwa in reality then he will become a mukhlis slave of Allah Ta'ala 
So any case here, the lesson that is being given here is that Yusuf now was in this situation and this human nature that a thought can cross the mind on the level of a waswasa that is not something that a person is accountable for. So Allah Ta'ala mentioned this here, that this happened. This is beyond a person's control, he is not accountable for it. But at the same time, the point to bear in mind is that this is being expressed, that this involuntary thought is not accountable, but how does a person thereafter react to it? The involuntary thought, that is something beyond a person's control, but to thereafter entertain the thought is in his control, or to reject, or to reject, or to reject it, to create the ways and means of it getting dispelled, that is in his control. So Allah Ta'ala says that this involuntary thought crossed the mind of Yusuf This is no different than, for example, a person on a hot day, he's fasting, and somebody suddenly passes by him with a glass of water, cold water. So the, so the, so the natural involuntary thought of the desire for the water comes in the mind. But does he have any intention of drinking it? He is fasting, he is conscious that I am fasting. So despite the desire of that water coming in his mind, he doesn't have the slightest intention of drinking it. So that which crossed his mind of that desire for the water doesn't harm his fast in any way and it is not something that he is accountable for. But if he starts now repeatedly looking at that water, that desire is going to increase, that is now deliberate. And Allah forbid that might then become overwhelming. So likewise, these situations where Allah Ta'ala has created insan in such a manner that these are natural situations that if a person's gaze falls involuntarily or accidentally somewhere, there's a chance that a thought will pass his mind. That is part of human nature that it will pass his mind. But how he deals with it at that moment, that is in his control. And that is where the whole mujahada comes in. And that is where the whole reward of guarding the gaze comes in. Guarding the gaze, guarding the heart. Not only the gaze, but the heart as well. And turning the heart away. So this is the point here, that this involuntary thought, Allah Ta'ala says that this also was made to vanish had he not seen the proof of his Rabb, then he might have gone beyond that involuntary thought. But Allah Ta'ala brought that proof in front of him. What was that proof? There is no specific mention of what that proof was in the Quran Sharif. But the Mufassirin have given various explanations. Some say that a sudden vision of Yaqub came in front of him. Yaqub was looking at him in a very grieved way with his hands, his fingers between his teeth like a person in a very desperate uh, thought. So this vision just came in front of him. Some say something else. Whatever it was, however Allah Ta'ala willed that this thought should also vanish. Now this was Allah Ta'ala's grace because he was a mukhlas a very special chosen servant of Allah Ta'ala. So in this miraculous manner Allah Ta'ala 
made even that involuntary thought vanish in that moment. Allah says, In this manner we made that su and fahsha. Su, su refers to minor sins. Fahsha, major sins. Every major and minor sin also, we turn those sins away. He didn't need to be turned away. He was masoom. But whatever was trying to come his way, that too he turned it away. إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُخْلَصِينَ Thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, وَاسْتَبَقَ الْبَابِ was now in this situation. He first tried to make her, 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 realize, her, her realize her folly. إِنَّهُ رَبِّ أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَاءِ أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَاءِ By bringing these aspects in front. In some tafsirs it is even mentioned that she started mentioning, mentioning or praising certain things about, things about him that your hair is so beautiful he said this is the first thing that falls off in the grave he says what about your eyes are so beautiful he says that becomes water in the grave and flows down the face so when she mentioned a few things of this nature he repeatedly brought to attention that look all this is all perishable none of these things are to be uh, made the focus of a person's attention a person should be focused towards Allah Ta'ala and not do anything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. But she had become consumed by this haram and illicit feelings of her heart and it had come to a stage of insanity. So Yusuf realized that this now is not heading anywhere. She is not ready to understand and come to her senses. So now immediately it came to his heart that I must now run from here. This is a very, very important lesson that where there is a situation that a person can fall into sin. If already a person is in some place where now the situation has become dangerous. Some, some, he was in a safe place but suddenly others came around or some situation came up where now he can also get caught up in some sin. He must not remain there. If beforehand he knows that a certain place, there's some negative environment there, there are people sitting there that are involved in some wrong, people are involved in some intoxicants, people are involved in looking at some haram, there are whatever other things that might be carrying on there. So he must not even venture anywhere close to that place. Sometimes shaitan puts this thought in the mind that, well, these are all old friends, if you go and sit with them, Maybe this might have an impact on them and it might change them. Now when they are in the midst of sin, does the person have that strength of Iman within himself that he won't get affected? When a person has that zeal that yes I want to try and invite others, number one, never venture into such a situation alone. Never alone. That is why when the Jamaat go for Gash, they never send one or two people only. Never venture alone. The whole group will be sent together. That, that will become a support for each other. And that too, there's so much of emphasis that that time must be engrossed in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, one can never ever feel that I am immune or I am safe. Forget immune. Immune is a very far away thing. We never immune. But even feel that I am safe. No, no, we cannot even feel ourselves to be safe. Always feel that we are in danger. 
ڈرنے والے کی حفاظت کی جاتی ہے پرسن ہو از افریڈ حضرت محمد مسیح اللہ خان صاحب رحمت اللہ علیہ ان ہز وسیعت سیورل تھنگز ایٹ وی مینشن دے امنگ دوز تھنگز ایٹ وی مینشن ون واز دس مانگنے والے محروم نہیں رہتے ڈرنے والے کی حفاظت کی جاتی ہے پرسن ہو آس فم اللہ تعالیٰ کی بگنگ ہی ڈزنٹ گیٹ ڈپرائیوڈ The person who fears, he'll be protected. The person becomes fearless, becomes bold. Allah forbid, he's in very grave danger. Because that is a kind of dawah. To feel that I'm safe is a kind of claim. And Allah Ta'ala doesn't like this claim. Allah Ta'ala loves humility. They made a very big claim. They built one ship. And they said, this is unsinkable. Now they might have said about other ships, this is a very good ship and got a lot of security features and safety features and all that. But probably that was the first time they made this kind of claim. Very, very bold claim, whole world now. This ship is unsinkable. That's a major claim. Unsinkable, Nauzubillah, to say that even Allah Ta'ala can't sink this. So now they built that ship, Titanic, unsinkable. Its very first voyage it sank. What a big claim to make now. That now we have, na'uzu billah, we have bypassed Allah Ta'ala's kudrat. We are not within the realm of Allah Ta'ala's kudrat. That's a claim. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't like this claim. So that claim, such a big bold claim, unsinkable. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. The ocean of Allah Ta'ala's, that might that Allah Ta'ala has put in that, put in that, put in that, in that makhluk of His, And that is a very, very small makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. And that, and that by the kudrat of Allah Ta'ala has such other makhlukat within it that it's mind-boggling. And now in the midst of that ocean, person has that audacity to claim that what I have put together is unsinkable. What audacity? So Allah Ta'ala's kudrat becomes then manifest Sometimes it's not necessary everything will happen on the turn. But sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes it like that too. Insan takes ibrat. Don't become so bold and audacious. In that very first voyage, in his maiden voyage, Allah Ta'ala sank it. Thousands of people lost their lives too. So, a person should never ever feel himself to be somebody immune, that's out of the question, immune, even feel safe. Even feel safe. He must feel vulnerable all the time. And now when he feels he's vulnerable, then he won't take chances. Now this is, we're talking about going to some place, etc. In the situation that we are in, in the new era that we are in, living in this modern era, now people very, mashallah, very, very uh, concerned about everybody's welfare, everybody else's deen. Now we just mentioned this now, that even the jamaats are not sent one person alone, or two people alone. Because there's so many dangers that are lurking. So to start off with, when there is a group of people involved in sin, don't go near that time. Regardless, whatever need. That is something the Islamic State, Amir Uminin, with that force, he'll send somebody, that's a different matter. To go and forcefully stop something that's carrying on, that's a different matter. That he has that force to go and do it. Our situation, when something is carrying on, one individual person, 
Two people went to explain to him something, please stop this. One person went to, but he has that. That's another matter. But now there's a whole environment of sin and vice carrying on there. A whole lot of people involved in something. In the midst of that, a person is now trying to show his courage. Allah forbid, nothing will change there and he'll get swallowed up. So that is one major problem and therefore even just to go and visit a person, the Jamaat, two, three people, three people minimum will go, more will go. So it's a whole group, all are supporting one another, immersed in zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Now here the person, mashallah, got so much concern and this is such a common problem, very, very common, unfortunately. Now people want to become very conscious and very, very uh, zealous of inviting others towards righteousness and so on. So who are they inviting? They have a whole lot of female contacts. You know, giving everybody dini nasihat. The dini nasihat, but comparison to that, they probably that they probably giving to less than ten percent. Ten percent males that dawah they're giving to ninety percent females. And when sometimes it becomes exposed, it says, well, all this is deen. Shaitan is a very shrewd character, very, very shrewd. And shaitan won't come to everybody in the same guise. Somebody who is already distant from deen, shaitan will come to him in the guise of sin itself. Because that person has already got the taste of sin. So shaitan will come and just present the sin directly to him, the vice directly to him. The person, Allah forbid, got caught up in some intoxicants, so shaitan will show him an intoxicant directly. Bring a person who is ready to give it to him directly, no beating around the bush. Because a person got caught up in something one time, and that is why if a person got caught up in the sin previously, mashallah, he's made toba, he's repented, he's come out of it, Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness is ever ready to engulf a person who makes sincere toba, that sin would be cleared out. And Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala doesn't leave it even for the angels to delete it from the person's book of good deeds, for book of deeds, by his Qudrat Allah Ta'ala deletes it. Hazrat Alhamdulillah used to mention this and say, Allah Ta'ala didn't leave it even for the angels to sort of remind the person someday on Qiyamat whatever, I did you this favor, I deleted it out of your book. Allah Ta'ala deletes it with his Qudrat. No sign of it left. That is in its place, that there's no sign of that sin left once the person has sincerely fo- uh, made toba. But that which happened, the effects of that, the effects of that don't just disappear. The way to understand this is that sometimes a person, some illness came over, whatever, and he got very sick, but then he underwent some treatment. So, alhamdulillah, that illness finally was over. He now recovered from that illness. Mashallah, that illness is gone. Now whatever scans and MRI and whatever was done and repeatedly done and blood tests, everything showing clear. No, no sign of anything in the system now. Very good, mashallah. But the weakness that developed as a result of that, of that illness, that doesn't go away overnight. The illness is clear, but the weakness is still there. And sometimes that weakness remains lifelong too. So he's free of the illness, but for example, it impacted on his bones now. It impacted on the joints, something. So at that time, the illness was causing a major problem. Now, alhamdulillah, the illness is gone. But the joints are still weak now. 
the bones are still weakened. So now he's going to be, have to be extra careful. He mustn't bump his hand somewhere. There's no illness left. He bumps his hand, he's much weaker than the person who never had that illness. He bumps his hand, it could cause a very quick injury. So likewise, a person who had been previously caught up in some sin, mashallah, he made sincere tawbah, he repented, came back to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala out of His grace forgives it completely, no sign of it left. But in terms of the impact of things in dunya, just as that physical illness leaves its effect after the illness is gone also, that spiritual illness also leaves its impact. That now is a long term effort to now build up that strength again. But in the interim, till that not ha- has not happened, his immunity is comparatively weaker than a healthy person. He is much more vulnerable to that virus again. So now this person, if he comes in the presence of such a situation, Allah forbid that can just spark off everything again. Compared to the person who had never been there, it will take several more steps to drag him back into it. Allah forbid this person ventures a little close, he can just flip in one moment. So if he has been, has fallen in something previously, if a normal healthy person, it's safe enough for him to walk uh, 100 meters away, this person have to walk 500 meters away. If that normal person, healthy person, who never healthy spiritually healthy, who never got caught up in that particular aspect, if he walks 100 meters away, it's safe for him, this person must walk 500 meters away. Because 100 meters away, he is away, he is away, he might just get away, he might just get away, he might just get a whiff of it, and that too might just start a whole cycle again. So, this is the important point that is being taught to us here, that never be in a, in a place where a person can get caught up in sin. Never go to a place. Now, one is he was in a place which was safe, but now things came around him. Don't remain there. Move out of there. Beforehand, he knows that this place is a place where there's going to be a problem. The place is already a problematic situation. There's already vices there. So likewise, these social media platforms, all these other things that are the norm of the day, now already a person knows up front what's going on there, what comes up there. And how in a moment it has dropped so many people. Now all these contacts a person keeps, that is now already keeping that triggers of the advice there. The triggers are already on hand. And now that trigger even sometimes by mistake might get pulled. And then when the trigger gets pulled by mistake, that shot goes off, can kill a person. Now that, that was happened by mistake, this just popped up by mistake, and by mistake something came up, and then mistake some message came, so I just responded to it, and then one thing led to another. But now we knew beforehand what's the environment in that platform, what's going on there. So now to still venture into those kind of things, this is inviting trouble. This is actually nothing really, nothing but giving in to that, to that desire of the nafs. That wants, wants to keep those things going, keep those things going on, wants to keep those things uh, as, ta- as, ta- as part of his, on his phone, etc. It's going to invite the trouble. So that is the same message that is being given here. That don't be in a place, don't be in a situation, this is all part of a situation. Don't be in a situation that can cause a person's downfall, that can cause him to fall into sin. 
So Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam nevertheless saw that this is now a place of danger so we need to run from here. So he immediately turned around to run. When he turned around to run he saw the door is locked. He saw the lock on the door. But his yaqeen was in Allah Ta'ala. And that to run from where I am standing till the door is in my control. The door is not in my control. That block is not in my control. But this much Allah Ta'ala has put in my control. What is in my control, I must not fall short in that to one iota. In running away from sin, in uh, fleeing from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, I must not fall short to one iota of what is in my control. When I have done the maximum of what is in my control, what is not in my control, Allah Ta'ala will take care of that. So it was in his control to run till the door. So he ran. Now outwardly, now outwardly the mind will say, but what's the point in running? How is it going to benefit? You can see that lock is there. You don't have the ability to break that lock. So what's the point in running? The person says, but now uh, this, that and the other. So what's the point in deleting this? That message might come from somewhere else. What's the point in not having that social media that, that somebody else will come and tell me something. What's in your control you do. What's not in your control Allah will take care for you. So, any case he ran. And when he ran, so Allah Ta'ala is so to say in, 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 by his uh, hal, Allah Ta'ala is giving us the message that that Allah who can make you run because Allah Ta'ala has qudrat that you run from one point to the other. A person can't do that on his own. That Allah can make you run from where you're standing till the door, that Allah can break the lock also. And open that, un, uh, that locked door for you. So ran, one door, and that lock broke, and the door opened, and then there was a second door, and a third door, seven doors. So all these seven doors, the locks broke miraculously, miraculously, <coughs> And he fled out. Thereafter, thereafter, there are further issues that are mentioned, further aspects that are mentioned. Allah Taala gives tawfiq. Inshallah, we'll discuss further. Allah Taala gives tawfiq. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah.